Welcome to the Yup She Said It podcast. I am your host, Marley, and I want to welcome all my new listeners and welcome back all my returning listeners. In this episode, I am positive that you will start thinking about how to align your mind, body, and spirit in regards to your journey and what it looks like for you. Um, I have an amazing guest speaker on today who is an entrepreneur that is also a former student athlete, and I think we will see and feel a lot of our journey in her story. So start to just put your mind in a place of wanting to make progress, of wanting to move, of wanting to understand that every step is a opportunity to improve and get closer to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And if you're listening to this episode in this moment of this world pandemic, um, is it something that we will absorb and soak in differently than ever before? And let's get right into our episode. Welcome to our first segment known as Marley's Message, where I bring you some inspiration and motivation. And lately, I've been really pulling a lot of um, inspiration from the interviews that I've been doing to help, obviously, the podcast align and for it to make sense. But really, I've been learning, absorbing so much knowledge um, and a different perspective from these beautiful young men and women that I've been connecting with on the podcast. And in this episode and the next segment to come, I've interviewed a young entrepreneur and she is incredible in what she's doing and transparent and authentic in her journey. And I just know that it's going to speak to you. And when listening to her and other people that I've interviewed, the word that just kept coming to mind was consistency. And as I was trying to think of a message and how to convey this and how to help, I just wanted to take a different approach today because I feel like with all that's going on, we're struggling to find um, where we're supposed to be in this world, how we're supposed to utilize this time, Um, feeling the pressures and guilt and doubt if we don't um, accomplish our day-to-day tasks when so much has been taken away from us at this time, especially if there's uh, financial stress, emotional stress. Um, and you're, you're not with family. Maybe you're by yourself or your kids and do your, do your work. Maybe you're on the front lines of healthcare, and you can't necessarily be around your kids because of the concerns of, uh, of pre- uh, spreading, excuse me, COVID-19. So it's just, it's a lot going on. So the word that came to mind is consistency, consistency, consistency. So I want to take a second, and this is totally different. I've never done this on the podcast before. But I want you to close your eyes. And think about the word consistency. I want you to actually visualize the word consistency. See it. What color is it? How big are the words? How big are the letters? I mean, <laughs> do they move? Do they stand still? Do the colors do the colors illuminate? Look at consistency. And I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. Counting to five. 
still seeing the word consistency. Breathe through your nose. Three, two, one, and out through your mouth. Being mindful of your shoulders, allowing them to relax, allowing your hands to relax, allowing your jaw to relax, allowing your body just to relax, and remembering to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. What does consistency look like for you? Continue to visualize that word consistency with your eyes closed, and visualize words coming out of consistency. What is it that you see? What are the colors that you see? Recognize how it makes you feel. Understanding that you are in control. But the way that you define consistency does not have to be and should not be the same as others. As you see the word consistency, visualize yourself walking or standing or looking, embracing that word consistency. I want you to stand right next to it or sit right in front of it. Visualize yourself. What would you say to the word consistency? Are you saying that I believe in you with positive affirmations? Are you saying that I'm ready to start today because we're in this together? What does consistency look like for you? Continuing to breathe, continuing to allow our bodies to relax. And I want you to slowly remove yourself from the place of being next to the word consistency. And as you continue to breathe through your nose and out through your mouth, and you prepare to open your eyes when you are ready, Understanding that what you visualized is inside of you. What you said and the positive affirmations that you saw coming out of the word consistency is already inside of you. So use this moment and this time in our lives that potentially be the only time in, in our generation that we see something like this to define what it means for you and to make a conscious shift so that you can be the best mentally, physically, and emotionally. y'all welcome to our next segment known as who got next where i shine the spotlight on entrepreneurs student athletes businesswomen businessmen who are out here changing the game on whatever platform that they have and i'm just so excited to have another former student athlete um, on a very amazing journey in regards to entrepreneurship and and i wanted to make sure we open with that meditation session even though it was just five minutes to clear your mind to have you really focus on you so that when you hear this message you can effectively apply it to your life. So Vanessa Nettingham is the founder and creative director of Black Graffiti. She leveraged her passion for storytelling into a platform of telling telling stories that were meaningful to her. The inception of creatives, entrepreneurs, business, brand stems far beyond final products 
presented to their demographics. She aims to dig deeper into the process of getting to the final product while creating a space for connections, resources, and inspiration, all while having fun doing it, meeting a myriad of people across the country. One day, she aspires to develop and encourage healthy competition amongst the younger generation and fund a couple of startup businesses to leverage the next generation of creative geniuses. That is just one of the many ideas that she has swirling around in her mind that must and will be executed. She says, don't let anyone dull your sparkle, no matter how big or small the idea that God created you as a prototype to show the world that you are the best that there is to offer. There is no such thing as being saturated or being oversaturated. And she wishes many blessings and success to everyone listening to this message. Welcome to this segment, which is called Who's Got Next? And today I have the amazing opportunity to interview Miss Vanessa. I got next. <laughs> who is the founder and creator of Black Graffiti. And we're super excited to have you on this platform and for you to really just educate us on your experience because I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and relate to it. So thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. No problem. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is Black Graffiti? And, and how did you come up with this concept? Well, Black Graffiti is a storytelling platform um, and I focus mainly on creatives and entrepreneurs. Um, and I wanna tell their stories of how they began, um, the process, you know, the sleepless nights, mm -hmm. every, every little thing that it took to get there because no one just woke up blink they've got a business or they've got an idea or like you you've got a podcast um there there's a process that goes into that and so um it was important to me to tell the stories from that side of things because uh so often we'll we'll celebrate here at the end and mm -hmm. it's like a big we got the bow on it and, and the horns the whistles the confetti but it's like i didn't see what you know what what it took to get to get to that point so we will do the shout outs and everything, but I feel like uh, I wanna get into the crux of, you know, how did that become, um, you know, the, the pretty package that we see. So um, being that I was, uh, I'm a journalist um, and then I was, uh, yep, I was in news um, and, you know, different facets of media. So just, um, I guess you could say, yes, we do have those important stories and things that we talk about daily, but sometimes the the uh, the monotony of the mm -hmm. things get a little, it was getting a little much for me. <laughs> um, so then I'm like, you know, there's, there's way more stories that we can be telling out here. And to add, you know, that positive aspect onto things, just cause I feel like we don't hear enough positive stories. True. It's mm -hmm. a lot of doom and gloom. <laughs> sometimes yeah. and then we've got the 10 percent of you know oh a puppy got rescued out of a tree today <laughs> and, you know <laughs> and it's like we don't have enough of that and i feel like uh these people i feel like need the spotlight need the platform to show people what they're doing so i really would like to grow that um That's and awesome. uh yeah just uh um, uh, get, have that space and then have it for people to connect 
um, as well because they might see um, another creative or entrepreneur that fits their branding and they might be like, oh, this would be great. This would be a great collaboration, you know, much like, you know. Right, you right. Like, we do, like, we do. Yeah, and be able to connect. <laughs> so that, that's like the things I would like to see as we grow. Um, but um, just storytelling for me is just a fun way to um, get that stuff out. So, right. um, and then I get to be creative and, um, and find different ways for people to be like, hey, look, look what they did. And then from those, I've actually, uh, I've learned some interesting things about people. That right, I, never I can knew. imagine. Yeah, like I, I, I was hearing stories that maybe they've never shared before um, and like real like deep down to the soul type stuff that, you know, is not on their platform. So those have turned out to, you know, make great stories. So right, right. All about the storytelling. That's awesome because I a lot of what you said I think is so important. You've identified really what can help fill the gap in society, really. You said it's so much negativity sometimes that sometimes the simple stories are the stories that we never hear that are really impactful on, on how people get started, on their experience, how they persevere through certain things. And right. we need to really hear that. So I love that you're doing that. But also I hear the creativity and you, you, you were in this and you're trying this and you majored. You, but you were an athlete at one point. So as I'm hearing you talk about all this, I'm like, how the heck did you transition and get from, because when we talked a little bit before, uh, right. you, you've been involved in a lot of sports. So I'm like, I hear the creative side and it sounds like it's kind of similar to the structure on how maybe and why you were involved in athletics and so many different sports. But tell us a little bit about your, your journey, um, your journey with sports, what you played, and then your transition out of sports. I think it's really important for people to understand why you left, why you, when you decided to make the transition and exit, and how you developed a plan really to enter journalism. Right. Um, so I've been, I've been in sports since you know, yay high, young. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm still vertically challenged, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, back in elementary school, going into middle school, um, you know, I did a lot of like the different like club sports outside of school. So, soccer, and I did martial arts and um, basketball. And then my main focus was on track and field. Mm -hmm. um, so, I did track all the way through elementary, middle, high school. Um, then up to the freshman year of college, it became a point of, you know, hey, are you going to go to the Olympics? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be in the for, you know forefront of what you're going to do? And then on top of that, um, the school where I was at, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's most places, but they don't give full time, uh, you know, full rides for track and field. Gotcha. So, um, you know, so then it became a student athlete versus okay you know how hard I'm, i want to focus over here with my academics um and then i'm not getting a full full ride right right so, yeah so realistically um i'm like you know i i absolutely love track i love being physically fit i like staying active just because um health wise mentally it helps me um to stay less stressed mm -hmm. and um just even keel i was like you know 
I love it, but you know, I can stay active on my own. Like, like, um, you know, I have that discipline of an athlete right. to, you know, know the routines that I need to get into and how to consistently stick with it. So right, right. I, I, I decided I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to organize sports wise. I was like, I'm going to step back for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was just like, I'll hit the gym every day <laughs> and, and just stay active. That was my goal. Just stay active. So, so. let me ask you, um, when you just, when you said, okay, not getting a full ride, what's the future plan? Was that a decision you made for yourself mm-hmm. or was there outside influence where their coaches, where their parents, where, what was that? Because a lot of athletes have that conversation internally, but right. a lot of them can't let it go in fear of the future, in fear that I've never really thought about this and now I'm faced with it. Research will kind of, will call it identity foreclosure, where the reality sets in, your um, being who you are versus the athlete starts to crash, especially once you remove that sport. It's like, oh my God, what, who, how, where, what, when? So I want to know, was that a decision you made? Did you think about it and seek outside help? How did that happen? Well, um, some of it was definitely like speaking with my parents about it because it's like, yes, Vanessa, you love this, but you know, let's examine how far are you going to go with it? Are you going to like dedicate all your time? You know, do you want to just be a student athlete where 90% of your time is going to be between school and sports right? and then that's it? Or do you want to kind of like transition into this um, because I, I really wanted to be a journalist. Okay. And, okay. okay. Do you want to like focus more here on your journalism career and mm-hmm. how you can build that and just stay focused? Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, I really, because at the time it was like gung ho, like I want to be a, a sports reporter. Like okay. this is what I to get into. And then I'm like, I started learning about the resources on campus and they had like a television station and all of that, the media relations department um, and the athletics department. So it was like, okay, well, I want to get involved with all of this. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you know, am I going to be able to get up for practices early in the morning, travel? Right. And then on top of that, I still I still got homework to do, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, my classes. So at that point, it was like, well, I really want to pursue this journalism career and give like all my heart, my soul, my my blood, sweat into this. Yeah. So what I'm going to end up doing is, you know, let me step back from this. Let me get involved over here. So I stayed in athletics, but at a different capacity. Right, right. I was okay. able to transition into that. That's awesome because, I, like for me, and I've, a lot of uh, other athletes I've talked to, and even teammates that I've had, we all wanted somehow to stay in the athletic world. Right. A few of us, or a few people, or a lot of people, I should say, but I think it's a small number who know how to um, find and search for those resources within their department. Who right. Excuse me. Who know what questions to ask? You know where to go to. A lot of students don't have that, so I really commend you on seeking out those resources and saying. And actually, it's not like you came in with the plan, and you also have what we call a protective uh, protective factor, meaning that you had a supportive family coming in, you had a game plan coming in. So once the athletic component, athletic component was gone, you were still able to have something, right? Like you, you just weren't just a sport. 
you were right. like, nope, I'm a sport, I'm a daughter, I'm this, I'm working on journalism, like you had all of this. So once that was removed, you weren't left empty. I'm sure you had moments maybe that, it, you know, you missed the sport, especially right. with something you've done your whole life. But I, it sounds like uh, because you had a plan, that's how you were able to really push through and still stay connected. I think that's really good. Right. And then I was able to later down the road where I was like, I was itching to be in something. <laughs> so it was like, you know, intramurals and then mm -hmm. other outside things. And then that's when I ended up uh, connecting with someone who told me about the um, all-female uh, football league. Girl, then, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know some people be like, what? Like, what? Why did wow. you that? Yeah, so they, so I had, I ended up getting information about uh, a tackle league that we had out in Colorado, and um, me being the athletic person I am, I was just like, sure, it can't hurt to try. Wow. Um, yeah. How I mean, long did you do that for? I did, I did that for, it was a little bit, it was a little good stint of time. I can't remember how long it went exactly. Um, just because our schedule was a little all over the place, uh -huh. just building that lead. Um, but it, it was a good amount of time. We had some. I, I played in various games and everything. Um, you know, I was I was extremely nervous at first. Um, right. Before <laughs> my first game, because I'm just like, wow, you know, I've never really had like that physical. Contact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, my first blow was. Boy, I'm looking at the coach. Right. Wake me out. Take me out. Is that legal? Is that legal? Right, take me out. Take me out. Uh, uh, I need a break. I need a break. Um, after that, wow. though, it was uh, it was fun. It was great. It was physical, tough. Um, but that like helped me kind of like scratch that itch that I had mm. um, to get how, back to that organized sports. I was gonna say, how long after um, was that after college that you felt that coming? Like when did that happen? Um, this was probably, um, it might have been into my sophomore going into my junior year. Okay, so still. Yeah, sophomore, junior year. So still pretty close to your transition out of sport. And I think, I'm thankful for sharing that because I think often we assume that, and some people's experience, I should say, is that once you leave the sport, you kind of suffer and it's hard or whatever, you just can't figure it out. But there right. are other resources. Like you found a sport that you had never played. You were able to have, figure out the time management, develop a new schedule and put yeah. that in. Some people are able to do that and some people are not. Like I was not able and not interested whatsoever um, in playing uh, recreational volleyball. Like I, try, I tried a few times and I was like, these people are trash. They're stressing yeah. me out. Um, I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, so, but what I found out, it really had nothing to do with them. It was more that I hadn't gone through the process of accepting that that was, that that was over at that level. And right. there was really nothing that could give me that excitement of a championship game or getting a, an attack. But there's other things that I can still do that was something to look forward to. So right. I think it's great because there's a lot of people that in their athletic career, in their freshman year, I can't remember the stat offhand, but that's a lot of people. So I I think that's really helpful for individuals to hear that, okay, stop in the fall as a freshman, get your stuff together, figure it out, and then see what options you have. You know, in some schools, maybe you could walk onto another team or you could try something out 
but you got you I do believe that academics are first Absolutely. and because especially if you decide to go to school and you're going to continue you have to make it work I mean I think people underestimate that student athlete balance um depending on your institution sometimes the athlete and depending on how good of an athlete you are on that team that academic part kind of kind of drops absolutely so I think that's I think that's huge so with you talking about you found that you got the journalism and you but I hear so much of again the creativity I found this I did this I tried this and then to hear you talk about the creative content and the stories you're seeking out it I'm kind of crazy, but I'm visual when I think of, okay, if she's speaking out stories, she's speaking out experiences. That's almost how you navigate it from just me knowing a few, like a few middle years in your life is that you were looking for a new opportunity, looking to meet um, new people to get a new feeling, a new story. And now you, to me, use that skill and that mindset to transfer to a business. But right. is there, what, what can you say that you know that being an athlete has contributed to what you're doing now. Do you feel there's anything that you, your mindset, any skills that have helped you? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, um, you know, in a, in a race, like even at the beginning of the race, like you're a little unsure of what the actual outcome is going to be. So mm-hmm. because maybe you had those twitch muscles right the week before, you know, <laughs> if you come out a half a second late out those blocks for this yeah. next race, you know, you're putting yourself back further than what you what you think. So, right. but like in the end, you know, you're getting up to the plate, you're gonna run that race and you're gonna run it as, even if you're off by a couple seconds to get to the finish. So I think that I apply that to business because, you know, there's that fear at first, like, oh, nobody's gonna like my idea or it's not growing as fast as you think it's gonna grow. Or, you know, it. Now, can you say that again for the people on the back, please? I'm just saying, like, that's what you think, like, that, that, uh, you get that hesitation, and then the, here comes the doubt, and here comes the worries, then here comes, like, well, maybe it wasn't such a good idea, and, you know, just like sports, we spending money on, on spikes, and, you know, being the sport, and travel, and then you're like, right. well, I spent all this money on these spikes, but, <laughs> you know... I lost the race. Right. Like, I look good, but I lost the race, and I want to win this race. So right. the same thing applies with the business. You know, you spend your money to get your LLCs, and you're spending money on website building and all kinds of things, whatever what might what might have you. But you know, you just go for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like you just have that. That put me in the mindset of my competitive nature with sports. I always translate it to life because. Um, even though I get worried about what this outcome is going to be, the competitive nature in me and then the strong part of me is like, you know, you're on the other hand, your your stuff is good. You are creative. You do right. have the mind for it. Somebody is going to see it. So you know, let's jump out there, two feet, bam, and plan it. Right. And go, and, and go at it. And then, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. Just like you have good days for races or sports competitive-wise, bad days. You know, yeah. that's why we call it Cinderella stories. You know, uh-huh. it's a experiment <laughs> yeah. for nothing. Because top seed is knocking them out in one Hello. week. Hello. And by the next week, you know, somebody went to sleep two hours later. So, you know, they're not quite on their game. So, right. 
you know, that's what's going to happen with your business. It's going to be up, it's going to be down. You're going to hate it. You're not going to want to do it anymore. I mean, I've had those, um, those days where I'm just like, I don't have time. You know, I've got a nine to five. Right. I get frustrated because I don't have the time I want to like fully put into this. Um, and, you know, yeah. go out and get those stories and edit and record. But, you know, then I got to just take it back and tell myself like, well, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, what can I do? I can, you know, maybe spend an hour a day to do this and spend another hour a day to right. do that and just trying to start piecing it together. But I always tell people to like, you know, even if you feel like stagnant, because like even like me sometimes, like even now some, I feel with black feet sometimes it's stagnant, but like don't don't stop your feet from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and even if you're, you're tiptoeing and you're skipping, <laughs> Doing a little sea walk through it. Right, whatever, you know, you know, walking out. Whatever you're doing, you know, make sure make make sure your feet keep moving. Yeah. Regardless, I tell people little progress is is, is better than no progress at all. I'd rather Back. see you, you know, crawl and instead of just lay on your back and then don't move. Yeah. So that's like that's how I keep like encouraging myself, just like yeah, you've got a nine to five and it's tough to balance a nine to five, then try to take care of my physical and mental health. And then on top of that, yeah. come home at like Uh-oh. eight o'clock, 8.30, and then Hello. still have the energy <laughs> to like put into to my thing too. Right. Which, I mean, I'll admit sometimes, nine times out of 10, you're like, man, I'm exhausted. Right. Don't know what type of day you might be having. You're like, I just want to lay down. I want to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, I just keep telling myself each and every day, like, you know, you can get a little bit of this to kickstart it. 30 minutes. If you got 30 minutes to write down what I need to, come, you know, do for Black Graffiti. Then the next right. day, let me do 30 minutes to do that. But as long as you don't stop. Right, right. I feel like that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, we, you know, being a spiritual woman and, and a, a godly woman. Yes, Lord. God-centered, <laughs> you know, and they always say, you know, like, if what is ordained by God, you know, can't be stopped. So, mm-hmm. you just know, like, maybe, I'm just saying, the of time, maybe, like, your, your, your big, big shining time, but, you know, like, it's going to come in its own time, yeah. right on time, and in the perfect time. So, right. that's what I, I, I hold steadfast to that as well. That, and that's honestly, I think if people understood that regardless of what religion and what, what they do and where they seek their higher power, if you stay consistent and believe that what is for you is what for you, I feel the same way for me. Um, there are days, like you said, when you just you just don't have the energy and nap turns into a whole night and you're like, dang. But you could easily stop and fall off for two days a week. And if you do, you can still get back into it. But I think that's where being an athlete um, really uh, gives you an advantage because you know the results of giving it 100% at practice and giving it 75% at practice, giving it 50%, giving it 150% at practice. You know what that can bring. And so having that mindset, you already have it. So you know, okay, if I fall off today, that means this is gonna be late. This post is gonna be up. I could I was supposed to send an email for an interview or all this kind of stuff. So you already know, and I think that's the advantage. Also, you talked about balancing your mental and spiritual spiritual health, really. And I think people need to figure that out too because you cannot. I repeat, 
You cannot start a business if you don't know how to take care of yourself, honey, and have some type of balance. Absolutely. Because you, yeah. when you're building a business, everything's coming from left to, like you said, the, the finances that you're putting into this. Yes. I was trying to do an editing program today, and at the end of it, talking about, oh, you need this is forty dollars because you added this into it. What? Exactly. What? Oh yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I built a whole. I got a whole website just hanging out that I paid to get built, and I I still have to plug in the content to it. But then and then it's like, and I paid for it. But then yeah. it's like, okay, Vanessa, don't get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like it's built. You're gonna have time to just yeah. plug in, and then when it's ready to get launched, it's gonna be ready to launch. But right. like, don't get so frustrated as to like, dang, I wanted out by this time and that time and this time and that time. But it's just, you know, kind of falling through, you know? Right. Yep. It's the power of being consistent and having faith. And I think the rewards shine brighter and you feel more fulfilled in it when you know that you've done everything you can do. And Absolutely. that's just, that's it. But when you slack off, it weighs on you emotionally and mentally. And Absolutely. you know you dropped the ball. So I think if, if everyone, but especially athletes, if they can just recognize that mindset and all the good and bad that you experience emotionally, mentally, and spiritually while being while actually playing in a sport, regardless of what level, take that same mindset um, into entrepreneurship. Um, I would say take it into work, but honestly, it depends on what type of career you have that right. may allow you to maneuver and say certain things. But I always say, don't work anywhere, don't be anywhere where it's compromising to who you are at any time. Because that is not the game plan. Been there, done it. It ain't it. Um, it, it just ain't, it just ain't the plan. And once you leave that, doors will open. So I think I, re- I I don't know. I think that what you said today is something that everybody and I really appreciate you sharing really your journey. But at, before we wrap up, is there anything you have going on coming up with Black Graffiti? How can people uh, possibly get interviewed by you? Give us the tea, girl. Oh, I'm always looking for people to interview. (laughs) Anybody, business owners, creatives, you know, um, I'm I'm learning more because it's also a learning process um, with people who not immediately, you know, in my state, that's totally fine. Like we, we can utilize what we have as far as social media and the advancement of technology. Hello. And and videos (laughs) and things like that. So that won't stop me from telling your story. Um, and then I, I also do written for that as well. So there's ways of doing that. But even if, you know, you're in Florida, um, I'm willing to connect. I'm willing to drive. I'm willing to, to put that stuff together. So anybody, anyone, black, white, and indifferent, come on <laughs> in. I, I'm ready. I, I will. I'm willing to do that. And um, I'm excited to uh, eventually be able to get a more consistent scheduling for that. Um, and telling people's stories. Uh, so yeah, I've got, a, I actually have a couple of stories that I'm gonna end up working on. They're local, so I'm gonna go to them. Okay. Um, that'll be popping up. And then uh, I got some things I'm working on for the fall. All right, fall, yes, ahead. Yeah, I, I've got, you know, I, I the thing about me sometimes, you know, I think here in, I know sometimes you gotta bring it back in. Like, 
I love this, 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 you know. Um, but there is something that I really would, I really would like to bring uh, to the Bay Area um, in the fall. So I'm, uh, I don't have it all together yet. But it's okay. Go on in and make the announcement when you're ready. Yeah, like I, I will. I'm manifesting what what can be of this um and, and working little by little with it i think it would be great um i just gotta uh, work through it <laughs> yeah yeah and get there but other than that I, i'm working to definitely uh, be more consistent with the with the the storytelling right now on i'm on instagram so that's a black blk graffiti um underscore llc where you can find me at, I'm sure you'll tag it and everything. So absolutely, it'll be absolutely. Easy for that. So yeah, I'm looking to do. I got a lot of things. So I did the first step and wrote wrote it all down. There you go. There <laughs> so you it's go. All, all written down. Now it's just the process of you know working through that list. Taking uh, it off. Yeah, when I can get that chance, uh, working in between my my full time. So. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. So I will have all Vanessa's contact in the yeah. description below so if you want to interview her you have some recommendations you have questions please. you have something that she can come out to please hit her up you can hit me up too if you're too shy and i'll just connect you but it's easier if you just hit her up yeah let's let her know that you heard about her and saw the interview um this interview will be available on the yep she said it podcast which is available on anchor spotify Stitcher, breaker google play over platforms and you'll also, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can actually watch this interview on YouTube. Vanessa, thank you again for joining us, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. <laughs>y'all that brings us to the conclusion of another episode of yep she said it special shout out to vanessa for joining us and sharing her journey and her story to impact and to inspire others along with creating her business a black graffiti super thankful for you to join us today and it guys if you enjoyed the meditation session as well um, i'm offering virtual sessions online that we can definitely connect and make this happen um if you heard it on the podcast, make sure you let me know. That way I can give you a special rate for um, involving a being involved in a virtual session online. So there's special discounts for those who listen to the podcast. And we can do groups. We can do individual. So just hit me up and let me know. My email will be in the episode description. So email me directly at the BFCA experience at gmail.com. Again, the BFCA experience at gmail.com. BFCA stands for Black Female Collegiate Athlete, which will help you kind of remember the email. But again, you can just copy and paste it in the episode description and you'll be all good to go. So um, what else is going on new? So offering virtual session, I'm going to announce it online as well. Um, but you guys will be the first to know that I am doing that also. So I'm super excited for that. Still working on some workshops and different events that I can do online as well. This is stuff that was planned actually before the pandemic. But now that I have more time, I can, um, I'm working working and focusing, I said working, working and focusing on being more consistent myself. It takes a lot of dedication, but it's, but when you do it, the reward of just happiness of being 
proud and know that the the mission that God has given you to accomplish, you're doing it. So that's my biggest focus. So that's what I've been working on, guys, with content, knocking these interviews out. It's been so incredible with the people I've been meeting. And you're going to continue to hear for episodes to come. Um... There's a lot. Like, I have an entire list of things that I am working on as far as getting it done. Because guess what? There's no more traveling right now. So there's no conferences. Um, I actually had changed my schedule to tell myself that, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking to go to, like, applying to go to stuff or um, marketing as much as I used to because I really needed to buckle down on school uh, with my dissertation and really get some things done. And now... That's not even a stressor for me anymore because the, the it's not happening. There were other activities and events, event, events, excuse me, that I was expected to go to and invited to go speak at, like some super awesome stuff, and they've now been canceled and postponed because of this, of the COVID nineteen. So, I'm even though I am devastated, I am truly devastated that people are losing their lives, that families are being destroyed, people are losing their jobs, all the stressors. So as I continue to pray for individuals and over myself and my family and my friends, because I know four people personally that have been tested or contracted um, COVID-19. So it is a very serious time. So what I have done for myself and I encourage you to do is to plug in and to get grounded, to be humble, but figure out what you are supposed to be doing right now. Figure out what God has God has talked to you about, because I'm pretty sure you have heard some whispers, you have seen some signs, and for whatever reason, you have been avoiding them. But now is the time to do this. We will never get this moment back. Time will never stand still like it's doing t- right now. If you don't get it now, I'm not saying you have to finish it. I'm not saying you have to be prepared to launch a business, but you need to sit down and figure out how you are supposed to be maneuvering through life. Maybe this is just making some phone calls that you were supposed to make. Maybe this is uh, uh, going back to some friendships and relationships you're supposed to mend. There's something in this for everybody. It's not just about building a business. It's something in it for you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. I'm now back into working out. I've been working out every, I've been working out, I think four to five days in a row consistently. I haven't done that and I don't know how long. But I know I've been needing to do it because my body has been slowing down and now I feel amazing. So figure out what you need to do with your life, guys. Make the best of this time. Email me if you have questions or you need assistance or some guidance. Um, I'm also a certified life coach. I'm a social worker. Um, I can help you with what you need help with. And if I can't help you because I don't do everything, I will do my best to refer and to guide you to someone that can help you. So hopefully this is a time to connect. Hopefully this is a time that if you wanted to reach out to me, that you do that and we make it work. So I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of new people and talking to a lot of new people through our laptops and through our phones so that we can make this happen. So guys, stay blessed. Learn learn what consistency means to you. And I hope that this message has truly transformed how you've been thinking about, about life and this pandemic and this crisis that we're going through because we will be okay. All right, guys, till next week. And I hope at the end of this episode, you walk away and you say to yourself, yep, she said it.